0: Hey guys, welcome to the Pondry Nerdcast episode 12. And with me tonight is Alyssa.
1: Hey guys.
0: Nate. You. And Dwayne. What's up? And I am, you know, one of your other hosts, Lance. Let's start the show. We are all, you know, I guess you could say decompressing from the E3 events from last week. I hope you guys enjoyed that last episode with our special guest, um, you know, Aggro Sky. See, I got his name right this time. And uh, Derek, yeah, I got, got it. I got it. Yeah. You can't say I didn't get it. No. And um, and Derek Moore, you know, so definitely uh, check them out on GamingRebellion.com. We're also, our podcast is also there. So, you know, they, um check out the community check out the great articles can't say enough about that but uh, let's get on with the show shall we and uh, some interesting news I would say to to, to start off our week with Um, so recently Miyamoto had an interview with um, I think it was NPR and you know you don't when you don't think about games and NPR but you know apparently they do talk to people in the industry once in a while Um, and his Thoughts on the Wii U and where it went wrong. Um, you know the article is pretty is pretty short, but I would say for the most part, uh, do you guys think do you guys think that he had valid points, or do you think that the Wii went wrong? In your opinion, like you know, what do what do you guys think?
1: Um, I mean, I personally, I love the Wii U console, but I think you know, I think he does have some good points. I think the problem is. Uh, Or at least um, in the American market, we have all the kids today that just, you know, they want to play, you know, really cool, edgy games like, oh, I want to play Call of Duty and, you know, really violent games. And they probably, you know, kids probably think like, oh, you know, Mario and, you know, it's all baby crap, which, you know, not all kids are like that. I know plenty (laughs) of kids that love Nintendo, but. You know, um, and the Wii U it, You know, right now has some pretty good games I mean, not a whole lot But, you know, it has some really good games Like uh, Bayonetta 2 Was an exclusive for the Wii U um, You know, which was pretty cool But, I mean, to be fair I guess if Bayonetta 2 wasn't exclusive Nobody would probably buy it for the Wii U <laughs> uh, But, you know, it, it has And it has You know, their first party games, like you got Mario, you got Zelda. Um, But other than that, I think the problem is when the Wii U first came out, um, I guess a lot of people were confused. They didn't realize that, you know, the Wii U was a whole totally different console because at the time you still had the Wii. And it's like, oh, the Wii U. It's like, what's parents are probably like, oh, you already have a Wii. Like, no, this is the Wii U, it's a totally different system. Even though you can use the Wiimote with it, it's you know. Yeah, so I, don't think
2: I thing was wrong or obsolete with the hardware. I'll agree with you there. Like, I, I don't think it was anything to do with the hardware. Like, I totally think it was all marketing when when the when the commercials first came out. I'm pretty sure y'all remember it was always like a family sitting around playing stuff. I mean, it was, I like, yeah, I, I really think it was straight up just how they presented the marketing, like. Anybody who has a Wii U owns a Wii U. Anybody who's a Nintendo fan—they are avid fans. Like they are people who um, they would much rather play some of these other third-party games. I mean, that's the kind of the whole thing. Like you were kind of um, going along with your point, Alyssa. You were talking about you know um, IPs that Nintendo owns. That's pretty much the only thing they thrive on—is their exclusives. Yeah. Um, just, there's the third-party support. Everybody knows third-party uh, third support for Nintendo is pretty shitty. Um, so when it comes to that, I mean, it's like Nintendo has pushed itself into this own little exclusive world, and it's a world that some people are like, and eh. I mean, like, I've always explained it as people that have an Xbox One and a PS4, yes, you're going to have certain exclusives, but there are going to be games that – you can at least share a common ground with people on because you've played these games either, it doesn't matter if, if like, uh, Dwayne, you know, for a good example, Dwayne's a really big Xbox guy, I'm a really big PS4 guy right now, so we kind of clash heads every once in a while, give each other shit, you know what I mean, just to keep the console (laughs) ports alive. But, uh, you know, like, he can experience a game on Xbox One, I can play it on PS4, and we can have that same experience and still at least talk about the game and, you know, stuff like that, and I feel like Nintendo has almost done it to itself, put it put itself in through marketing and through, um, you know, PR ventures and stuff like that. It's put itself in this little uh, world, its own little exclusive world where you're either a Nintendo fan and you're into that world or you're just not. And, um, like I said, the people that are in it, super avid. Super avid. Big time, yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, and now they just came out with Splatoon, which is like a Wii U exclusive, so... uh, yeah, And a first-party, you know, game, but... It seems like a lot of, also, a lot of their really good games uh, that were, you know, um, like Super Smash Brothers that seems to be the big thing on the Wii U right now, but it's also out for the 3DS. Uh, And even now, like, games like Hyrule Warriors, which was originally just on Wii U, now it's going to be on 3DS. It seems like they're marketing more the 3DS, especially if you watched uh, their E3 conference uh, last week. It seems like they just talked more about you know 3ds games than they did about Wii U. It seems like the only Wii U exclusive game they they made a big deal about was Star Fox Zero.
3: Well, so. yeah, you gotta you gotta understand though, like their their um their portable system is the is basically their us just to say they the baby right there. Yeah. Because that's that's where all their money is mostly coming from. Because let's talk up. Uh, you gonna say something. Yeah, well, I was gonna
0: say that in the in the article itself, like he talks about how uh, I think Elissa touched on it a little bit. He he talks about how the console was confusing for consumers. Like Mm -hmm. he doesn't say it in his exact words, but he says that people didn't really understand the the hardware. Like you know, because you have this big tablet, and because people like people asking me like, is the Wii U a tablet? And I keep telling them no. It's like a you know that's just a controller. It's like yeah, but I see everything on the tablet. (laughs) <laughs> it was like you know, yeah.
3: so it was a little bit confusing. And I, I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll pay attention because cause when they made that commercial, they were showing that you could play the game on the tablet, right? Or you could, yeah. or you could play the game on the TV. Mm-hmm. Right. So people's looking at, they just look at oh, because remember, I think tablets were on the rise about that time. Yeah, everything. Yeah, he, that's why everybody thought at that time. But I mean, yeah. he could have some points in there, but I just think he just had to pay more attention to it. Because I mean, be yeah, again, this is this, is, this is still the same company that.
0: But not everybody's going to do that because their whole point is to be like family friendly. You know, like th- that's mm-hmm. their whole niche that they've definitely played upon for the longest time. And even in one of his statements, he said that they, they strive to do be very unique. And I think sometimes when you're too unique people don't understand what you're doing. They would have been
3: their own class by themselves.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. That that's what it was kinda of meaning with them putting themselves in this own exclusive right. area. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean? Like and I think again, I, I, like I'll say it again, I really think all this goes down to marketing. I mean if you look at even Even if you look at something as recent as literally E3 that just happened, okay? Um, People were so pissed about the Metroid shit, and that was because it was a last-minute decision to throw something in there that said Metroid to try and get people hyped, and it backfired like hell on them because Uh it was something that wasn't the Metroid people wanted and Mm -hmm. this, that, and the other. So, like I said, I think this all boils down simply to just bad decisions via marketing. You know, like, they they need to fire everyone in their marketing team and rehire them and, <laughs> and, and well, put I new mean, strategies into place. You know their
3: thinking is horrible because this is the same company that said, "Oh, I, I remember this. If I could always, if I could find this article, they said, they said nobody, no, no one wants to really play games online. That was the first thing they said. Now oh, after this." See, now, after that- this- after oh, this that E3 that boils
2: my blood man that boils
3: my blood <laughs> right so right it's, yeah, I don't want to be that. friends
2: with you online
0: Nintendo right. <laughs> they t- they
3: t- they said that then now after this E3 they said no one's really into this VR Why? that's why we ain't do no oh, VR oh boy yeah they, they, you see what I'm saying they're doing the same thing all but over they, again here's like, the thing
0: though they could have even came like that whole VR comment they could have been like well we tried it first
3: yeah, yeah. You know, Virtual yes, Boy. Saying. Even though it
0: sucked, but at least they, they were pioneer. They were kind of a pioneer in that sort of thing. Like, Dude, so,
2: I remember was... going to a Target back like way back when Virtual Boy came out, and it was on demo. And I remember even as a kid playing. Uh, I believe Wario was like one of the titles Yeah, that was that one of them. Yeah. And I believe, like, I remember as a kid even being like. This is shitty. This is just <laughs> awful. like even as a kid, if you can't suspend imagination as a child to to you know play it, then it was obviously doomed to fail. And right. I mean, like right. I feel I, I feel them as as you know, I don't know, man. Like I'm not going to back up Nintendo on that. It, I'm I'm almost. When it comes to the VR stuff, I do feel like everybody's trying to push their stuff right now. And it's going to be another thing that Nintendo either is going to be right about and the other ones are going to fail and fade out really quickly or they're going to be putting themselves behind in the game. I feel like they're taking a gamble right now um, where it's like either this technology is just going to be a fad and it's going to die out because it's just nobody supports it, blah, 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 whatever reason it is and then nintendo it's either they're going to be that or nintendo was right you know what i mean and, and right. they're going to say you know so anyway um yeah they're gambling I mean, you, know,
1: <laughs> you know what it is what nintendo needs to do is just step up their games. since they're mostly known uh for their first party stuff they should really be putting out you know more games based off their first party material like you know like yeah great they're coming out with a new starbucks but we need a new metroid game for the the wii u we need maybe an f-zero game uh we have plenty of kirby plenty of mario uh (laughs) plenty (laughs) of mario uh we need like well now yoshi's woolly world i think just came out today so let's see how that goes but you know they need they need more more games and you know like, now they're releasing stuff like... Uh, I'm glad they've released, like, uh, Earthbound um, Beginnings, which is, you know, Mother 1 in Japan. So I'm hoping, like, in the future, they'll localize Mother 3, which is where Lucas comes from. <laughs> so, called Earthbound 2 or whatever. So, you know, they just need to keep... Like, Splatoon came out also. They just need to keep coming out with, with more and more games. So...
2: Well, see, like it, it really just depends on your, on your point of view on it, man. Like I have, I, like I wish Michael Bowerman from uh, Gaming Rebellion could have been on uh, tonight because he was actually at E3 and he, um, you know, he was really involved with a lot of the Nintendo stuff, and. There's guys like him. uh, There's a couple other people I know too that they'll they'll sit here and talk to you all day about the awesome games that are in the library of Nintendo of Wii U and uh, 3ds and this that and the other. And I mean, like, so those those fans that are out there. I mean, like, I feel like Wii U has a good library. Like, I don't feel if it had third party support, um, if it had every other game. Like, if it if I could play Destiny on it, if I could play you know all these third party games. That come out on both Xbox One and PS4, plus all the IPs that they have right now, I feel like they would dominate. Like I feel like there would be no reason to own a PS4 or an Xbox One because all the exclusives that comes out on a Wii U or 3DS, you know what I mean, whatever, uh, whichever. Um, I feel like it's just there's so many more exclusives compared to you know the other two consoles, so. Like I said, I, I really think it's just their fault. They're not reaching out for that third-party support. Them not wanting to, um, you know. And I think like the capabilities. I, even though I'm not a fan of the whole two-screen thing, where it's like you got something on the TV and something on the gamepad. I'm personally not a fan of that. But
1: you I see as the same thing as like the 3DS. You know, you got the top screen and the bottom screen, so.
2: Yeah, but that's a little more, I don't don't know, man, that's a little more, it's right there, they're both right there, it's not really hard to look from one to the other, you know what I mean, but... I don't know. Maybe I'm just fat and lazy, man. I'm just like <laughs> I don't want to keep like doing, like doing. You can't see me on video, but like doing the head motion, up and down, up and to, down. Yeah, up yeah. and, up and uh, Yeah, exactly. You know what uh, I mean? Huh, like, huh, huh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like especially with the Star Fox one, right? Like because when my buddy was explaining that guy Michael Bowerman, who was at E3, he got to play Star Fox, and he said it was a lot of fun. He had that was by far one of the most things he had fun with uh, when he got to play it on the game floor or on the game show floor, um, and the way he was describing it to me though it just sounded horrible he was like okay so when you're flying around you fly around on the tv screen and that's where you see what's going on but when you look down at your thing it's like the inside the cockpit view and you can <laughs> get more precise shots and stuff and
3: i'm like what? that just sounds like it's going to be confusing as
2: shit you know what, <laughs> what i'm saying like, <laughs> so what you yeah, so- basically
3: basically if you want to play the game of cockpit view, you look down the pad Pretty much, yeah. You, you, you yeah. And if you want to play, like pad, to if you see, play, see the whole plane, look at the screen. Exactly, That's...
2: or you can look back and forth. Like if you want to, if you're in the middle of a battle, but you want a more precise shot, you can line yourself up on the TV and then actually look down at the pad. He said to get more a more of a precise, you know, type shot, type uh, yeah, I'm not um, <laughs> I'm just saying, like things like this are inno- uh, innovative. They're cool. They're cool ideas. I like to see. Uh, you know interactive stuff like that but at the same time you know what i mean like i said i, I feel like the marketing it all goes back to how it's presented to the consumer right. and if it's not coming across as something that's innovative and fun and you know if they're not getting that third party support i think they're just they're digging themselves a deeper grave you know what i mean Pretty, So yeah they need a
1: pokemon game for the wii u i don't think there's been a, a pokemon game um out for the wii u yet they do that that would be a big sell for kids. No, that that would that
3: would sell the system right then and there. You you sell like oh, how many sh- Well, uh, isn't explode.
0: there like a Pokemon fighting game coming out at some point? Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like like a, is that for Wii
3: U or is it just I like, don't
1: know. I think so far it's only being released in arcades in Japan. It's called like Pokin. It's yeah. from the same people that made. Tekken. Yeah, I heard
3: about the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. It's made by the Tekken, Tekken, the Tekken team. Oh, right. you know what I mean, be Apple.
1: you don't know be awesome Pokemon Snap for the Wii U. You could do it the same way as Fatal Frame. <laughs> 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 you could use the game pad as the camera. Be you awesome. see, that's the
3: thing. They keep going around the main game Pokemon because they just want to leave it on a portable. That's what I'm saying. They won't like, make yeah. the my, main my game on the on the on the console which to me is a... I mean, what wrong? I just make it one? To try it out What time? What time? I
2: mean, to me, it's just like, screw... Dude, I'm sorry. Screw that fighting game. Don't care. Don't give two shits (laughs) about a Pokemon fight. Yeah. (laughs) Don't don't give two shits. I think
1: it's kind of cool because Pikachu looks like a freaking badass. He's like... like,
2: like, (laughs) Make him look like like, a badass in the RPG we've always wanted. Like, make him look like a badass in the 3D... Like, let Square Enix do a Pokemon game, you know what I mean? Like, let Square Enix do the next Pokemon game and have it be all realistic looking, you know what I mean? If you really want to, like, throw Pokemon out there, but give us that RPG where we get to run around, we get to collect them all, we get to, you know, battle other uh, gym trainers. I mean, we all had those great memories, right? So stop right. giving us shit that beats around the bush. Give us the freaking game we want. It's almost like with Final Fantasy VII. It's like here's the new Final Fantasy VII movie. <laughs> it's like nobody gives is a shit it, about a Final Fantasy VII movie. Here's the trailer. Well, I it was cool. <laughs> well I'm it's just saying, but then, but then it's like they finally give us the remake. But give people what they like, really oh, want. Oh shit! Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. Because yeah. like they're finally I, giving people what they want. Exactly. Yeah,
0: like give people what they really, really want. Like a updated high res. RPG Pokemon game. The whole point of the, the the entire franchise is to catch them all, right? So why not just give me give the fans out, uh, not me? I, I I don't care about Pokemon anymore, but you know, just like just just there are people who love this stuff, and it's like, and they would that, love this because could you imagine a almost like an MMO RPG Pokemon game where you could just yes. play with your friends for hours and just like you have this ever expanding universe, which every year they seem to have a new Pokemon. So, you know, I'm just saying, like, it just, it makes sense to go... I actually, well, I
2: actually read a, uh, an article one time on, like, why Pokemon wouldn't work as an MMO, and it was just simply because, like, there'd be no way to really have in-game stuff. Like, it's like, you could have, you could have badass trainers, but, like, at the end of the day, like, there's no way that they could make my Mewtwo stronger than your, your Mewtwo, except purely through level, you know what I mean, kind of. Um, but, like, they, they had some interesting points. I'm, but I feel you, though. Like, I'm sure that's would that's play what everybody it. wants. I mean, yeah. like, if you look at Pokemon Y, Pokemon X, and then the ones that came after that, they've gotten more and more 3D. They've gotten more and more kind of where we're wanting it to be. But everybody wants to just be this, like, you make your own gym trainer and then you go out into the world and, you know, it's this There's, 3D environment, you know what I mean? Like, You know what would yeah. be,
1: re- know be really cool if they made a game for, like, the Wii U where you can go, like, go to all the, the, you know, the leagues in all, from all six generations, like, you start out in Kanto and, you know, you do the Indigo League, you know, and then you go on to Johto and then you go, um, you know, the yeah, one. there
2: could be some cool, really cool ideas that could be built into it. You know what I mean? Like it—it's it, really just how far the developers want to push it. You know what like, I mean? Like, like if you
1: started like with Red and Blue, you beat the—you know—the you, know, the, you beat—you know—the Pokemon League, and then you move on to like the whole—you know—all the gyms in the world of uh of, of Gold and Silver, and then you move on to Ruby and Sapphire, and that, then that would be on a long Diamond- game.
3: I, I, I should what you're <laughs> but that's the point though like, I,
0: but I'm no, no, saying yeah, that's the should, point
1: like just traveling to all you know you beat that league now you go because basically in, in Gold and Silver when that came out you started in the Johto League you know and then you moved on to you know you were able to go to Kanto which was you know the original Red and Blue um, land then you can fight all you know the, the trainers from Red and Blue in Gold and Silver and then well, go
2: yeah I was gonna say, like, I, I feel like people have been wanting this game ever since Pokemon Stadium or Pikachu Snap on N sixty four. Wasn't it or was po- it Pokemon, Pokemon
1: Snap. Snap? Pokemon Snap. <laughs> yeah. Whatever.
2: Yeah. Like, it, as soon as they were able to port it to the N sixty four, everybody has been wanting that upgrade of being able to play a Pokemon game on a console and it's like ever since those games ever since Pikachu or Pokemon I, I keep wanting to say Pikachu Snap I don't know why well, Pokemon there, Snap there was and, a game.
1: there was a game called Hey You Pikachu which was like
2: <laughs> well like yeah but like
1: pet.
2: that's what I'm saying like there's these rip off games that it's uh, people just want that console be able to sit down on your on your Wii U it would only be Wii U uh, but people want that be able to play on your TV play a Pokemon game on your TV if
3: the, if the game sells they're going to keep on making all of these side games like that so you just got hurt with the pot, with your uh, with your money don't buy it and force yeah. them to make the actual game i want a nino kuni too cuz that was like the closest thing to
2: pokemon <sighs> On well, consoles, I don't know if any of y'all played Nintoku. I heard about it. No, it was good. It was a great JRPG that was kind of like uh, Pokemon. But I anyway. need
1: to make like a. There was like a couple of games that came out for the Wii called Poké Park, which was it was a off of Pokemon, but it was like you you know it was like oh Pikachu and friends set out on an adventure to find you know these pieces of the Sky Prism and like you know in Poké Park, but you're basically you're playing as these Pokemon going across like different zones. You know, like the grass zone and lava zones and stuff. That would be awesome if that was like that style was a traditional Pokemon game on the Wii U. I think that would be awesome. You can have like your menu. I mean, think about it. You could have your menu with the, with the, you know, the different attacks, um, on. Uh, the gamepad and you just have the the battle on screen. So Yeah,
2: I think it would be cool. They, dude, there's so many ways you could make an awesome Pokemon game. Like if you were making that RPG, say it, say you could throw out Pikachu and when you throw out Pikachu, you now control Pikachu. Your your moves and commands will change, your actions will change. You can level up individual skills and and stuff for Pikachu. Then you take Pikachu back and you throw out Squirtle and Squirtle has his own level up stuff and he's, you know, this, you know, I mean like there's so there's so many like you can make it an action based uh, you know, RPG if you wanted to. I mean like there's so many cool things you could do with it and I feel like the bullshit that they feed us is just here's this like you were just talking about here's Pikachu and his friends doing some crap you don't care about. <laughs> mm-hmm. I,
1: mean, I mean they do fun. have they do have like on the Wii U, I guess you can play a game called Pokemon Rumble U, but that's just a spinoff of a game called Pokemon Rumble. <laughs> so, so it sounds
0: like they're just giving, like Nate said, they're just giving us like breadcrumbs to what yeah, people really want. They're not... It doesn't seem like Nintendo is interested in like giving that full realized world to people because it seems like they're more interested because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Pokemon is owned by a completely different entity, right? Like they're not... Um, they're,
1: I mean, they're I th- owned by Nintendo, but they're like... I think second-party, they're owned by Game Freak. Oh,
2: okay.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm
2: pretty sure they're closely tied to Nintendo. Like, I don't think think we'll ever see a Pokemon game, even if they came to console. I don't think we'd ever see one on, like, PlayStation or Xbox. It would probably always be Wii U, but... um,
0: Well, Well, I mean, other than our own disappointment in this, it seems like the Wii U is actually doing well anyway, but in Japan. <laughs> um, you know, uh, but you know, Xbox One not so good. <laughs> There's a chart here on. I mean, also I would say that the, uh, as Nate stated earlier before the podcast, like the article that the headline of this article is a bit misleading because they should have said that Xbox One is being outsold by everything including Tamagotchis. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> probably. They're,
3: probably that too.
0: But yeah, a, a, a piece of a chart came out showing the sales of different consoles in, I believe, in what, one week? That, no, June 8th to June 14th of this year. That with, within that time, only 100 Xbox One consoles were moved. Um, where Vita TV, 566 um, uh, units were removed for, for that. And the top is Nintendo 3DS, LL, um, which I mean, I guess that's extra large. Um, but it's that's kind of wow. Microsoft is not having a good time in Japan. But then again, uh, is that surprising?
2: No, I was gonna say like my my whole thing on it is not surprising at all. It's I mean this is uh, Xbox is an American company. Um, or well, Microsoft's is an American company. That's you know, and Xbox is its its entity and um. You know, it's not, no, there's no big surprise at all that Sony and Nintendo, which are Japanese companies, have the home field advantage. I mean, it, it's kind of, I am really, I, I will say, I, I'm kind of staggered by the numbers, man. That, like, I didn't even know what T, uh, uh, Vita TV is, like, or was, or, like, I've never, I've never heard of that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure somebody could school me on that easily, but, um, for it to be set, for it to only sell 100 units, and Vita TV sell 546 units, like that's really saying something. I mean, that's really, uh, you know, Microsoft might want to look at their marketing strategy. Just like that, like there might be people in Japan right now having a podcast about. Why Microsoft doesn't understand the Japanese culture, yeah, just yeah. like we say, oh, Nintendo doesn't understand the American market. You know what I'm saying? Like, I right. bet you that's that happened. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know? It's like a Japanese ponder nerd cast somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, but yeah, D- but Dwayne, you're like our resident Microsoft guy here. Uh, <laughs> could you explain this? What's going on, man? What's going on? I mean, this is only. <clears throat> keep in mind, this is only a f- uh, a one week um, snapshot of like sales. But that's really bad for one week, if I'm not mistaken. Like,
3: no, I'm not, I'm not going to disagree with it. it. It is really bad. I mean, because I, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, I think they, this was the last place they released the Xbox One. It's like they know it's not going to do good there. So it's like, I don't know. They're going to they have to do some digging to find out what games they really like. You know, and also, too, it's the size of the system. Yeah, As to why it, it, it looks like a VCR. Like, it's it's like decided, a, <laughs> no, no, that, remember, that's one main thing, because remember, the Xbox 360, I'm not saying it did great last time, when it first launched, but it did better than the original Xbox, because remember, I remember I saw the interview, they said they talked about it, and then uh, they, that's why they shrunk the system. Now when they released the Xbox One, is they went back to the same thing. They made it big, and now that's why, that's one reason why 2 is not doing good over there. But you know, the games 2 is not really appealing to them, and things like that. They got to get back into the... I think Japan most likes a lot of JRPGs and they don't really, in my opinion, they don't have none none at all really. And my thing is with this as well, it's
0: um, don't, Microsoft have a Japanese branch with some good marketing team, like people over there who know. Yep, yes, they do. I mean, like, what's going on in that department? Like, they're just like, don't give a shit, like, whatever, well, no matter again, what we do. You
2: could say the same thing about Nintendo has an Nintendo of America department. I mean, right. it's like... So, like I, like I said, I think that argument goes both ways, where it's just you can have people who are capable and who are smart, but at the same time, things are just not going to stick sometimes, mm. and it, you make so many bad decisions, you almost become <laughs> doomed to have those, you know what I mean? So, um, Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, got I like, I like
3: the picture they have on this article. They don't have the new guy. They have oh. the old guy.
2: Oh, that guy. <laughs> I forgot his
0: name, but um, I didn't recognize him. Um, um, but- Patrick? Is it Patrick's Oh, the the douchebag that said something about three sixty. I mean, yeah. um, being online, yeah. Because the
3: dude guy, the dude guy had an um, Xbox. App. Oh, Phil Spencer, he's doing a great job.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I would agree. Um, but anyway, sorry. Well, uh, my, uh, uh, well uh, just
1: added, adding to the thing with Microsoft, I'm surprised. Like, I thought maybe Japan. I don't know. Did they like Halo over there? Because mm-hmm. I know they. I know that there was, like, those those short anime films called Halo Legends, which was made in Japan, but that may not have to do with I'm anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's with Japan.
3: I'm not sure if they, they're, they're too high in shooters. I think they're more into, um... What they call it? like, you know, games like StarCraft and, uh... Right, those um, and the League of legends, RTS, things, games like that. Yeah, yeah. a lot yeah. of RTS games. Um, well, I think that RPGs. could
2: be stereotypical, but that it—I mean—I I wouldn't disagree with you that that a lot of that gets played over there. But I think that's also some stereotypical stuff we think as Americans, like Asians, all play RTSs, and well, <laughs> oh,
0: no, they're
1: very big into Monster Hunter. So games like yes. that. I've
0: always wanted to well, get yeah, into that true. game. I've always wanted to get into that game, but I, they never put it on anything that I want to play on. <laughs> so that okay. and.
1: Really into games like Idol Master, you know, with cutesy anime girls. <laughs>
0: oh god, that's not good.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say, like, if you if you think about it, man, it, it could be like. I think Dwayne brings up a good point about the you know console size in general, but I think also it could just be art styles, man. I mean, you see a lot of like when you, <laughs> Japanese. Art styles to me have always just blown my mind. I have no idea why they feel the need to make every male lead character look so feminine. Like I well, like and well, that could be just the
1: culture. That could be just a cultural thing. There, it's it seems like beautiful men are like a thing. So I don't. Know. Well, that's what I
2: mean. Is like I think it's just it could just be the art styles. You know what I mean? That's why like people, maybe people boys. over there. Uh, yeah, like a lot of the, a lot of the stuff you see on PS4. You know what I mean? Could just. Coincide with something that they see as you know what I mean. Uh, as whereas stuff on some of the more stuff on Xbox, like I don't see why they why Japanese people would give a crap about that that game Rome. I think it was <laughs> one of the launch titles. Like they wouldn't care about some what they happened would, in Europe back in the day. Like
0: game, yeah. that's our
2: history. You know what I'm saying? But they they don't care about that stuff really. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. Yeah, uh, I could see why some of the stuff wouldn't appeal to Japan's market,
3: but
0: well. Um. All I gotta say for the uh, Microsoft, I mean, you're doing good elsewhere. Yeah, you might want to reconsider over there. <laughs> Same thing to Nintendo as well. You might want to reconsider. They'll be, they'll be doing good this year. Trust me. Wow. Well, we'll see. We'll see, Dwayne. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Take so it over, it's, it's a much. whole other discussion, but trust
3: me, they will be <laughs> <laughs> But anyway,
0: <laughs> moving on to the next topic here. So, um, GameStop has decided to uh, go retro in their new... I'm, I'm guessing this is new. I could be wrong about this, but they're starting to sell old consoles. Like, anywhere from Nintendo... Mm-hmm. To um, the entertainment system like the first one t- all the way to Dreamcast or play- like the first PlayStation I should say um, no Sega
1: Saturn Where's and no Game Boy
0: um, well Game Boy? they're probably
3: harder to find <laughs>
1: damn it
3: Is, uh, but yeah they'll be there because I know they still have them somewhere right.
0: but yeah. um, they just open up this shop where you can pretty much you know you can buy an entire retro collection if you want. Um, the prices are not insane either for what they're charging for certain things. Like um you know, like Tetris Two for Nintendo is like seven dollars. <laughs> you know, or if you <laughs> like
1: Mario Brothers Three is like nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, which is not so bad.
0: Or Duke Nukem sixty four, the last good game <laughs> they had that he had for that one is as uh, twenty bucks there as well. And um, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, I kind of want to go and get a N sixty four from them.
3: Yeah, that um, that I agree with that. Like, well,
1: retro gaming is big again, probably because our generation is being nostalgic, saying, "I want to play my old system again."
3: <laughs> I, I don't see, it. I don't see it doing that well, though. Um, yeah. You don't think this well, is going to no, do well? He, here's my opinion on this. Okay, a lot of these retro games, okay, like like let's just it, it's our generation, because you know, grown up, But just think about it this way: we have these consoles that are bringing out all these retro games you can download on them already, right? Yeah. So and it, the and virtual it, stuff, yeah. Right, and some of those games are actually cheaper than what GameStop's going to be selling them for. Right. Yes, but yeah, some but people,
1: it's... but some people like playing on the original console. Like I know people now that it's like, oh, I never grew up on Nintendo sixty four, and I'm like, well, you can just download the games in a new system. Or like it's not the same. It's only <laughs> physical <laughs> right. cartridge. Like yeah. you don't get it. Like the equipment, and you know, it's like the same people. You could say the same about. People who buy, you know, they'll just download music, and yet records are making a big comeback now. So it's like, why is that? Because they think it I get, sounds better.
3: You want to feel play. that? You know? Well, I mean, when it comes to games, I just think like some people, like myself, I'm not too much into digital gaming because because GameStop's kind of spoiled me because I like to trade. But it's, it, um, but you, I think those people they just they just like they just want physical copies. Maybe that's why they want the um, the system, and everything else. But but to me, like I play some games from old systems to new, to, uh, to the digital one. And it's the same thing.
1: Yeah. But I mean, like, like I myself, you know, I have a Dreamcast and when I first got it, there's a bunch of games I missed out on. And it wasn't until many years later, I started going out and buying, um, certain games that were considered classics on the Dreamcast, like Space Channel 5. I managed to pick that up at a game store and I started playing that a couple of years ago. And I actually managed to find Space Channel 5 Part 2, which is the same game, but it was for PlayStation 2, and it comes with uh, the sequel, so I managed to get that at GameStop uh, at the time for like two bucks, but without the case. Now I'm trying to look for the case, because I like like having my collection complete. Now I'm looking for another Dreamcast game called uh, Jack Grind Radio, which, funny enough, they actually have it on GameStop, so...
0: (laughs) I, and I would say that none of these used games should go above thirty bucks. Uh, I mean, none of these old games—they just shouldn't. Because I'm looking at some Look, of the, that's that's where you're gonna be wrong. Yeah, like this. Yeah. I see, I see one here for fifty dollars. I'm like, mm-mm, 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 put it mm-mm. this way. Nobody um, like I'm paying ten dollars less than oh, what I would buy a, a next gen um, game for. Like, no, I'm not doing that.
1: The the most expensive on there is a Conker's Bad Fur Day for Nintendo sixty four. That one's going for like eighty bucks. (laughs) See, that's
3: my point right there. I'll wait for rare replay. Come for Xbox One, right? And that's thirty dollars.
0: That's thirty games for thirty bucks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm the the total opposite, man. Like, I I feel I like. Don't get me wrong. I'm totally behind anybody who wants to have their own collection and they like having that physical copy. Um, that's totally cool, man. You know, but I have totally switched to the digital age. Like every game I buy, in fact, you know, I, I game share with my buddy on PS4. So you know, he, when he buys a title, when I buy a title, we both benefit. You know what I mean? So it's like um, it, to me, there's no reason to buy anything but a digital title. Um, and I don't know, man. I've uh, I've kind of said it the past couple years. I think GameStop in 20 years or so will be all retro games like it will be all right. stuff that you used to buy physical copies of but now it like i don't know something just tells me in in 20 years or so everything's going to be digital there's going to be no need to have some physical copy unless you want some nostalgic factor out of it you know what i mean but the, <sighs> i feel like if physical copies died out games would get so much cheaper because you're cutting out, yeah. those, You know, I, I still don't understand. Like the only reason we have to pay sixty dollars digitally for a new game is because people have to pay that same for the uh, for the counterpart. You know, the physical copy counterpart, which there's not half the stuff that goes into the digital that goes into the di- uh, into the uh, physical copy. With the physical copy, you got to hire people to, uh, you know, actually produce the discs, you have to then have those discs distributed, you have to cut your retailers in, this, that and the other, when you sell it digitally on your own digital market, like on PSN or Xbox Live, that's straight profit It going right to you and then the developer you know what I mean, like the, it's so much simpler um, you know what I mean, so I, like I said, I've kind of switched to the digital age, I totally understand people that want to own stuff but as far as like GameStop selling retro stuff, it's like, to me that's just one of the final steps to becoming a full-on re- retro store where it's you're just gonna sell retro, style, <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah, I it'll know. be the
0: next like radio shack or something yeah where it's gonna
2: well no I, I, I don't think gamestop would necessarily die out even if tomorrow they stop making physical copies of games um, I think GameStop would still be around for years and years and years as a place where they would just rebrand themselves as "Come get your your childhood memories at our store," basically. You know what I mean? Or or come get you know this that and the other. You know, right. so uh, hot,
1: so I'm, I'm, not, topic, I'm not i much into digital. So
2: hot topic for video games. <laughs> hot topics of video games. Well, I don't know. I, I've never hey. stepped into a hot topic and been like my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> <just> <laughs> like i never. I don't know how gothic you were back in the day, but. I uh, wasn't
1: not, no, it's not really a place for goths anymore. It's more for Oh, just vampire like...
2: kids. I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: it's more it's just a place scene. of, like, for, for pop culture and, like, you know, you can go and get pop figures there. They used to have, like, comic books and stuff, but it's like, oh, cool, I could go in and get this backpack with the, with the I don't know, Attack on Titan on it, you know, or Dragon Ball Z or whatever. So it's become just, like, the nerd pop culture store when
2: it (laughs) it came to like when it came to i know this is totally off topic but when it came to stores that i would want to go into in the mall i would always take spencer's over hot topic and simply because spencer's just always had the crazy all the crazy weird stuff that you it was almost like walking into like a museum where you could touch stuff you know what i mean like i don't know it was and then
1: you go to the bachelor party stuff and you go god why did i come in here
2: Bed Bath and Beyond. How the fuck did I wind up here?
1: <laughs> you know, it's yeah. funny. I remember I walked to a Spencers once. And there was a woman; she was pushing a like a her little kid was with her, and I'm like, she was in the you know the the naughty section of the store. I'm like, why are you bringing your kid here?
2: <laughs> you Got to learn somehow, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Some of that anyway. stuff should not be seen by kids. Like some of that stuff it, in Spencers, it, yeah. is pretty risque. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So,
0: but I would say. <laughs> For this, this is an interesting move on GameStop's part, um, but I would say just get yourself a Raspberry Pi and get ele- emulator and get all the games you
2: want, <laughs> and you're probably gonna get them for
0: free.
1: But it's not the same. Oh well. Yeah.
2: If if, if, uh, if Derek or uh, Agro were here, one of them would be like raising the roof right now like it's not the same like zach he he always has to play his retro games in the highest quality so he does play the emulators but there's some uh, there's some other people that like in gaming rebellion specifically that they
0: that's all like, they want yeah.
2: yeah they want the old stuff like in fact there was a new uh zach would tell you there's some guy just had a new sega genesis game come out And so, like retro's back, like retro's back heavy, you know what I mean. So this doesn't surprise me. GameStop's just kind of jumping on board at this point. Like, yeah, let's get the money. Yeah, Yeah, sure.
0: Well, speaking about getting some money, um, Bungie is um, is releasing. Well, I I think it's already out. I don't, I don't have Destiny, so no, it
2: comes out. The DLC will be out in September. All right,
0: cool. Yeah. So it's I believe this DLC is called the Taken King, and the, the collector's edition will be set. At, will be set at eighty dollars. Um, if you, uh, I believe this is what. If you own the game already, that you spend eighty dollars, or do you buy everything all in one? Okay, so mistaken. here
2: was the whole. Here was the whole fiasco. Eurogamer interviewed uh, Luke Smith,
0: the creator. Okay, director. yeah, yeah.
2: I was gonna say I was blanking on his name. Thank yeah. you. Um, they, he was. They were interviewing him, and things got misconstrued where they were taking it and spreading it over the internet that. You are going to have to rebuy the game just to buy this new DLC. Right. And everybody, obviously, this is, you know, everybody's first thought was this is preposterous. What, what, falls <laughs> do you think in fact, they, they, they quoted him as saying something about, uh, you even kind of said it before the show and it's in the article, uh, which we'll have. Yeah, something about
0: emotes and they would throw money at the Yeah. <laughs> they
2: basically, it's like, oh, well, we're giving you three emotes. So people are going to be, you know, giving us their money. Um, and, So it sounds pretentious and it sounds like that, but I I honestly think that his words could have been misconstrued. They released a, you know, they have since released an article saying, uh, if you already own Destiny and if you already own the other expansions and stuff, you're not going to have to pay uh, $8. Like, you're not going to have to. Now, for people who only own Destiny and don't own the DLC. It might be more because maybe you have to have the DLC to be – the first DLC to access the second DLC. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't know how that works exactly. Um, but they're, they're saying, you know, you don't need to worry right now if if you already own the game and you already own the DLC. You're only going to pay 20 bucks to get the new stuff, which is crazy because this new DLC is supposed to be almost as big as the original game itself. Hmm. So you're getting got, a got lot a of content to, for 20 That DLC
3: is part of the season pass, right? It's no,
2: it's not. The the season pass stuff like if you bought uh, or well see you know the season pass thing kind of confuses me because I bought the digital deluxe edition. Right. So right, it's, right. it it told me when I bought the digital deluxe edition that I was going to get the first couple DLCs and blah blah blah. As far right. as I understand now, those are done like the last one that just came out the the wolf uh, it was something about the wolf uh, yeah
3: I know you you talk about the wolf I'm
2: blanking on all these freaking names yeah yeah you know what I'm talking about yeah the last year yeah the wolf among us or no no (laughs) (laughs) that's a whole different game (laughs) game. I don't know (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) the the dlc that just came out is the last thing that was going to come with that so anything after this is now going to be on consumers to buy or maybe they'll come out with a new season pass i don't know but as of right now it's on consumers now to they're going to have to start everybody's going to have to start putting dollars into the new dlc Ah, so um yeah regardless so, I I don't know, man. People got all their panties in a bunch because, you know, Eurogamer kind of – I wouldn't say they exactly took him out of context. You know what I mean? Some of the, He he could have been pretentious in the in the interview. I'm not 100% sure. I didn't read the whole interview. They do have a link to the whole interview. Yeah, no, the entire thing in is there, that yeah, yeah, in that article. But um, I don't know, man. I think he was misquoted. They've come back out since and said, hey, we messed up. That's not what we meant. You know what I mean? Let Let's go ahead and set the record straight. So – I don't know. And, and as far as my point of view goes, as a Destiny player, I feel like it's a viewpoint. Like, I knew they weren't going to charge me $80 because either A, that was a mistake, or B, if it was a mistake, I just wasn't going to pay it. So either way, they weren't going to get $80 from me. You
3: <laughs> know what I mean? I to so, do it. You have your choice. Yes yeah. or no? That's it. That's what I'm
2: saying. Like, yeah, if you, if you speak with your wallet. But nobody's going to do that. Like, who would do that? And that would be my question to y'all is, like, what... DLCs have burned you? Like, have, Has there ever been a DLC or an expansion or anything of that nature that like, you you bought it, you felt forced into buying it, and then when after you bought it, you totally regretted it? Like, um, Has that ever happened to you guys? I think for me, uh, I forgot the
0: name of the DLC, but there was one DLC for Borderlands 2 that was just like a complete waste of time. It was just, oh, I think I
3: know what you're talking about. <laughs> it was the one, it was like, a, like an arena you just stayed in there for.
0: Yes, it. that one. It was... The entire DLC was just like, okay, what do I do next? Are I going to an adventure? Nope, you got 20 more waves of enemies to fight. <laughs> and I was like, what the f I was like, what is this? Like, I can't believe I spent money for this. It was just... That one, I was just like, oh, God, this is just ridiculous. And I wish, you know... I mean, some DLCs do give you a lot of description of the what you're buying... This one didn't really have a lot of description,
2: so <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was like I was like ah, but I like Borderlands. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. You know, I kind of
2: felt awesome. burned by one of a, by a Borderlands DLC too. I remember when Borderlands Two came out. Yeah. Um, within a month, both the Mecromancer DLC, which that one was free, and then the first actual DLC, which was like the Captain Pirate thing. Some some about like the, it was about pirates and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. I felt so burned by that, dude, because like the upgrades were horrible. Mm. You would have to grind weeks just to get enough of this currency that you needed to get a a new gun. It was just oh, it was so ridiculous, man. So yeah, I totally feel you on the Borderlands, man. That's a good pick for burning, getting burned on a DLC for sure. Mm. Yeah, uh, Alyssa, Dwayne, anybody? No, did, any uh, DLC ever burn y'all? I don't know
1: about about. About being burned by dlc because um i don't know uh i you know i guess the only thing that's annoying is like with nintendo i guess they're in the dlc market now and like they released a whole bunch of stuff now for super smash brothers and it's like oh get these characters and get these stages like five dollars a character and i'm like you know i already paid 60 bucks for this game you know <laughs> and
3: it's <laughs>
1: It's just annoying. It's like they add all this stuff in afterwards when I already paid, like... You know, I paid the price for a full game. So... And it's just like, now you can play these characters for, like, $5 a character considering the game itself has, like, 30-something characters. You know?
3: They don't have a bundle package for that?
1: I think they do. And I forgot how much the bundle package costs, but it's like you can... I can either buy the characters individually, or the bundle package includes like, oh, get these costumes for your me fighters, and I'm like, I don't give a shit about the me fighters. Stuff. It's like I just want to play. I just want to play as Ryu and Mewtwo and and Lucas. Like I don't want. I don't want. I don't care if my me fight. I don't play as the me fighter. I don't care if they're dressed up as Link. <laughs> <laughs> I was no, going to tell remember?
3: you. I was going to tell you because. The thing about that, that's that's kind of natural when it comes to a fighting game. Even though I don't reconsider Smash a true fighting game, but it's, it's in there. But, <gasps> man, <Blasphemous. laughs> but my my thing, my thing, my things like this, like they do that with a lot of fighting games when they have DLC characters. you right. Either gonna have like either gonna have like a season pass where you get all four characters. Let's say like fifteen dollars. Yes. Yeah. Or you can buy them individual for like five dollars or four dollars. Whatever they gonna charge you for. It's that, that's I that's what they so actually do. So
2: stupid, man! That that oh. is like the worst. Uh, like uh, who? What? What? What was that game that just did that um, uh, on uh, Xbox One? It launched with Xbox One. It was a fighting game. Oh, oh. Um, Killer
0: Instinct! Killer Instinct! Yeah, yeah. Dude, I have that. What man. the
2: hell? Okay, so like so. If I'm not mistaken, you would download this for quote unquote free. Yep. And then you would get one character, yep. in which they would want you to buy all the rest of the roster. Like yep. I felt like that was the. <laughs> Most scumbag of a ploy I have ever
3: heard of. Like,
0: yeah, like it, you this know. character, buy it, motherfucker. Actually,
3: actually, the characters got rotated. So the thing was, because remember this: when you get a fighting game, this reveal real about something. We get a fighting game. We're not, we're not always playing every single character. We always just get a character. And we always stick to that one character. So to that, to that kind of argument, there, like if I bought the game, because I bought the whole package, I was a Killer Instinct fan. I bought the whole package deal. I think it was like thirty bucks. But if I just want that one character, Jago, I'll be happy with him because that's the only character I play. I but don't care doesn't, about nobody
0: else. Doesn't doing that alienate other people from even coming into that genre of video yeah, games? Because that's what, I'm what is the point? I understand the point is to make money, but if someone who wants to get into it and like actually get into it for for like on a serious level, right, that's that entry is kinda like, damn, this is not for me, this is more for hardcore fans. It's like they that they're just but seem to have, they seem to have gone to over there.
3: The free character they give you always rotates, okay. so you get a chance to try every character. It rotates, yeah. But I want to yeah, rotate it the myself. Time, I mean, <laughs> mobas do
2: that. Like mobas give you a, a like a few characters a week. If you go play Smite or League of Legends or anything, right. they'll give you a few gods each week that you can use, or a few you know characters or whatever, and then it'll rotate out. And that's cool and all. That's nice, but that's just the ploy to get you to you know buy i mean because you're eventually going to hit that character that you like and you don't want to play without so you're gonna buy him when he goes out of rotation you know what i mean and so like i said i I feel like it's just another microtransaction ploy like that's one thing that i guess like i haven't been burned on a specific dlc recently but I have just uh, key point, Planet Side 2 just came out for PS4 and I remember when PS4 was was being announced and all this <laughs> and that I was excited for this cuz Planet Side 2 is a massive massive shooter and I couldn't play it on PC cuz my PC is a piece of crap and so I was I was happy and I saw it on the market like it was it they must have released it silently on PS4 hmm. I saw it on the uh, the PSN the other day And I was about to download it, and then I noticed there was, like, 20 different microtransactions for this thing. Like, oh, you can buy this much gold, this much gold, this much gold, this much gold. (laughs) Or you can buy this trunk of weapons, this trunk of weapons, this (laughs) trunk of weapons. And it's like, really? Wow. No. No. Like, I refuse. I refuse to download this game and get get sucked into wanting this stuff that I would end up having to inevitably buy. Like, no. I refuse Sorry, <laughs> you know what
0: I mean? not like, gonna happen. Yeah, it yeah. Just, it just doesn't seem like a very user friendly step forward in that in that direction for me personally. Because I mean, there was a point where I wanted to get into those fighting games, but it's no fun anymore. They're not I mean, any fun. They're just not. Nah, I rather well, play Smash Bros. Well, versus... It's <laughs> well, like this, I, uh,
1: go, oh,
3: ahead, oh,
1: go ahead. Sorry, oh, oh, there's this one fighting game I I like to play called Skullgirls, and even though they they release new characters, how they did it was like when they released. The character, the the you know anybody who already owned the game could download the character for free for like the first three or four months that the DLC is out. After four months, it's like you got to pay extra for it. Okay. So,
3: I mean, that makes sense. That I makes mean, yeah. Don't,
2: don't get so me I feel wrong. Like- I'm not hating on DLC in general, but do you guys remember when games just? Came out. Came with everything. Yeah. See, like, this is yeah. why I'm when like, it, and then, it then you That's what I'm saying. When the game was out when that cartridge released. It was out. And that was, was no it. it. There, was no, there was no 15 gig day one update. There was yeah. none of that crap. Like it was out. It was done. So it's, that's it's definitely. I
1: love my physical games, even though it takes up a lot of physical space. But
0: yeah, like even like yeah, digital is cool and all, but man, some of these companies are getting so lazy when they're releasing games now. They're just like I ah, will fix it later.
3: I mean, you know, know. Fair, you know, even, even I think the Batman physical... came with a four gig patch.
0: Yeah, it, uh, the 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 PC version is uh, I don't I'm not um, sure about the console version, but the PC version has been suspended from sale on Steam. Yeah, because, because
3: it's, it's it's unplayable. No, yeah. but the console version too. Four gig patch. We put the game in. Yeah. It in, and and I don't I don't get
0: that. Like, how do you? Have people has been anticipating this game for such a long time. Who sat there and was like. Hey guys, maybe we should test this on consoles and PCs before we actually send it out for people to buy. Nah, it's okay. We tested it like three months ago. It's okay now.
2: Like, no, okay.
0: come on, seriously, come on. What,
2: ga- <laughs> what game are you talking about?
0: Uh, Batman Arkham Arkham Knight. They like it.
2: Oh, is, are people having problems with it? I haven't. I haven't really heard. PC into it. PC PC,
0: PC has had the first set of problems with it, where the frame rate would. It, first of all, they capped the frame rate at sixty frames per second, which is ridiculous for PC, and then. And then they on capped, top of that, they, they, they capped it? They capped it at six, uh, thirty frames per second. And because you know, most PCs can do up to sixty frames. Right, right. right. If you're if you have a given PC, you can do that. Um and and then on top of that, their frame rate was just so horrible. Like you <laughs> will be walking and all of a sudden you're on the other side of the map. That's how bad it is. Like <laughs> the game is. Like I held off on buying from it because like, I just I just looked at a bunch of streams and like wow I was just watching people just losing their shit they're like motherfucker <laughs> like yeah. You know. um, but yeah they are suspended sales of that game for PC. I believe there's a patch that's out for the um, console version now that yeah I guess you could download at any point. I don't know if there's gonna be any patch for a PC anytime soon. But I guess I guess they're trying to figure that out and see how that works. Um,
3: that's that's a, that's a shame,
0: it's just terrible. I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. Um,
3: but. I know you're a bad fan of the PC game, but I just feel like aren't games made on PC, so why do they run so bad when you get them? D- um, two. And I then my, my third thing is like, what happens to these people who buy the game and they want to play it and all of a sudden they can't play it? What then we have to sit there and wait, yeah, pretty much. And that you wait for, you that's about that's money patch. wasted,
0: yeah. You wait for a patch, and um, I think. I this is just a prediction of mine. I could be completely wrong, but right. now that Xbox One is going into the era of Windows Seven, you might see Windows more. 10. Sorry, yes, that's why I love Windows Seven so much. Yes, um, yes, Windows okay. Ten. You may see more of that on on Xbox. You may see more of you know day one patch that or a game you get is just unplayable for some reason or the other, because you know Windows architecture can be a little bit finicky when it comes to video games, even though you know they're made for you can they're made on windows pcs but right it, pff, i don't know man but then again the only part the only big the big problem with that sorta of thing from what i understand about the uh, the port this was a port like they didn't build this game for pc per se they built it more for consoles and then they got ported ha- they got ported but they outsourced their port to another oh, company port. to do yeah. it so that's that's what people are saying it's like it's their fault like the companies that say oh it's not my fault but
2: you know that's why I like console gaming compared to PC gaming because like if a game works then it just works yeah. on, on console you know what I mean like you don't have to usually mess with your settings to to match your oh yeah, uh, yeah like, match it, like your I, frame I, rates on your refresh yeah, rate on that know kind of what stuff mean? Yeah. yeah like I just feel like there's so much that goes into a PC game When it, like if I want to play a game on Steam and it's probably just because I have a crappy computer um, <laughs> but you know I mean like, granted that is probably a, a big part of it but at the same time I just feel like any game I want to play, it's like, I got to mess with the settings so that it'll run at least semi smooth. So I'm right. not lagging all over the place. You right. know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So yeah, that's definitely, a, 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 a definitely something you run into, but hopefully valve will solve all of that for us. <laughs> but anyway, all right, guys, that brings us to the end of this episode. And, uh, we love you for listening, and don't forget to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Um, no word on um, Spotify, because apparently it's like a vault to get into that place. And uh, don't forget to check us out on GamingRebellion.com. That's where you will find the main show uh, in all its glory and all the, the great articles on there. Uh, you know, Definitely check out the community as well while you're there and now show some love. Until next time, guys, this has been the Poundary Nerdcast.
2: Bye. Peace.
1: Hi, guys.
2: Bye. Three seashells. <laughs>